You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friend, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Locked On Browns brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Available Apple, Spotify, and of course, Odyssey, formerly Radio.com. Today's episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Uh, we come to you today 33 days away from training camp. Um, and there was an article on number 33, Ronnie Harrison. So if you want to check that out over on SI.com through Browns Digest, written by uh, my good friend joining me here this uh, evening, Mr. Pete Smith, of course, from Browns Digest through SI.com. Uh, things to get to. And obviously, you know, it, folks, it, it 33 days, but it's going to go by like a snap. And especially um, well, here in New Jersey with the heat and nauseam of a day like today um i'm almost ready to bag summer i think i've had my fill to this point but hey we got about a month or so so training camp is coming um this happens every year seems to be like clockwork um and this time the talk it just i think maybe we need to redefine some things pete because when we want to try to you know define somebody or pigeon hole somebody in and we'll get to obviously a couple things baker mayfield though today and this is where we're headed with this um system quarterback um baker mayfield hasn't been in the same system since his days in norman uh things certainly changed obviously his rookie year as he went from you know hugh jackson and then you know freddie kitchens and the disaster that was 2019 with freddie kitchens um the you know revival um in 2020 where he got into a more comfortable situation um, but again, there were a lot of moving parts at the skill position, you know, with Odell going out, Richard stepping up, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones getting his opportunity, uh, more, you know, some slight more changes coming this year in the skill position on the offensive side of the ball. Pete, is it fair to label Baker Mayfield a system quarterback? And even if he was a system quarterback, is that really that big of an issue? Well, I mean... I think the people who say he's a system quarterback only view his career through basically the last two years uh, in that he was ineffective in a system that was a really bad fit for him, not so much because the system didn't work, but but he was so ill-prepared for it. Uh, And some of that is his own fault, Uh, but some of that is with, the the coaching some of that is with the way the the team was handled from a talent standpoint but i mean if you look at it from the standpoint of he's been in four systems in four years in three of those systems he was exceptionally good uh including oklahoma uh the first year with that hugh jackson slash uh freddie kitchen slash other guys slash whatever, you know, the, uh, he was great as a rookie. And then he was, he was obviously wasn't in his sophomore year. And then last year it started out clunky, but by the, you know, the first six games were not good. And then the last 12, if you include the playoffs were really good. Um, Particularly 
you know, once you get to the playoffs, I mean, there's those weather games that people like to uh, throw in there, but his numbers were really, really good. So if he's a system quarterback, it's he's a system quarterback in the sense that he is good when the system is not terrible. Um, Overall, I think he's an extremely scheme diverse quarterback uh, as he's proven. I mean, you, you have had that many different coaches and those offenses are nothing alike uh, in terms of what they're really trying to do. And some of the throws and some of the ways that they're trying to put him in position to succeed are, uh, you know, similar, but overall uh, we've seen him do different things with different systems at a really, really high level and the bottom line is even when uh, every, when things aren't great around him, he can still be fantastic. And I think if you just look at his – if you just evaluate him based on that Chiefs game uh, in the playoffs, save for that interception, he was exceptional. Uh, and if you're saying that that is the quarterback that this team is getting for, you know, whatever the, the contract, probably five years – uh, that he, he he's going to likely sign, then I think everybody would sign up for that. Uh, it, you know, some people haven't sort of really appreciated just how good he was in that game. But if you go back, uh, he was he was really really impressive, fitting passes into keyholes, uh, making good decisions, and basically willing that team to sort of get on board and, and believe that they could get, get in the back, back in, into it after that fumble for the half. And, you know, they fell short, but they went from this game is over to they've got a shot at this and they've at least announced themselves for 2021. Well, and even still to add to, you know, your thought there on the Kansas city game, more to the point of, you know, Andy Reid saying, I don't want to give this guy the ball back again. Um, you know, Oh, so close. I give him this ball back one more time. This might be the drive where now it's going to make the difference. Um, I go back to in, you know, system. Look, look, every player, you know, if they are married to a good system, it benefits them. God bless them. I mean, you know, and no quarterback's really going to care truly if they're called a system quarterback because they are called a system quarterback means they're going to be there for a while. Most likely they're having success. Most likely they're going to get paid very well. But I go to the fact that he's had success with anybody he's played with. Uh, we, you know, obviously, you know, Darren Fells was a huge, huge Lockdown Browns favorite, but now succeeding with the Austin Hoopers, the David Njoku's of the world, the Harrison Bryant's of the world, the wide receivers, you can go far back to 2018 and bring in players of Brashard Perriman, and those types. When you can find so many players that seem to have success with a certain quarterback, maybe you're not so much saying it's the system. Maybe you need to give some credit and some praise to the quarterback within that system who is feeding all these guys and he's making the plays. Um, you know, when everybody can seem to succeed and find some success playing with a certain quarterback, Baker Mayfield, our example here, you get to the point where sure, maybe the system's good, um, but maybe he's really good. And maybe, you know, he, uh, knows how to read the progressions, and he ha- he will find a trust factor with anybody that, and we go back to this all the time, it doesn't matter what number it is on your jersey. If you're the open guy, I have faith in you. I have confidence in you. 
Uh, I've seen you make the plays. You're the one getting the ball. I'm not going to try to force feed. And we've seen where that's been an issue for number six at times. But that's you know apparently not the case. You know, certainly wasn't the case in 20. Certainly wasn't the case in 2018. Um, you know, with Odell coming back and, you know, just again, the talk about how well he's recovering. Um, look, this is all fantastic and this is great. Um, but we're going to need to see the results on the field. And, you know, again, nobody has loved Odell more. Nobody has talked about Odell more. I mean, nobody almost broke that into tears of happiness recording an episode where Odell Beckham Jr. was coming to the Browns than me. But yes, that's the one part where maybe it's perfect, not really perfectly meshed just yet. Can't say it's not coming. Hopefully it is coming by September. That'd be even better. Uh, just talking about where this franchise and certainly this quarterback is headed. We're going to talk some contracts here. We are going to, uh, I guess, some listener questions we'll get to. Appreciate you guys for all that. More coming, as always here, uh, as we roll on through. Locked on Browns, as Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith is along for the ride. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Again, folks, your first place New York Mets. I'm going to ride that for a long, for as long as I can. Get in all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Whether it's MLB, the NBA, the NHL, as those teams are prepping for their league championships. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now, that obviously did come the Baker talk um, from you know, a certain writer, and I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, that's kind of where the idea came from. And then now today, the thought process of, you know, Baker Mayfield signing this year could be a coup for the Browns in the fact that you were going to get your franchise quarterback, maybe potentially before the Browns have even greater success in 2021. Baker Mayfield possibly in line to have even greater success in 2021, um, returning everything on offense, a more stout defense. And one more thing on Baker being a system quarterback, a lot of quarterbacks, if you want to call him a sister system quarterback, because there's a great running game, that's fine. I don't think Baker's going to bat an eyelash because you get to these games where Pete had mentioned earlier, these weather games where it's really, really nice to have number 24 and number 27 to lean on in those type of situations. But harping on this point, Pete, if, and you have three prominent members of the same draft class, three prominent members of why this organization, this franchise, A, is as successful as it is, B, part of the reason that you are now drawing other players to come here. You have it in Baker. You have it in Nick Chubb. You have it in Denzel Ward. There could be, and I'm not saying it exists or whatever, but this could be this thing between the three of them, you know, now all ingratiated in the city, enjoying where this franchise is now, as opposed to when they first walked in the door, where, hey, you know, we understand we're all key cogs. And this could be, you know, with Baker, if he does go early, which all indications appear with the contract extension, he is going to go early and you know, most likely going to get it done before training camp this year. Could it be a type of team mentality, Pete, where each of the three, all huge major parts, and you know, I'm not saying Ronnie Harrison and Wyatt Teller certainly couldn't follow in suit, but their time here is obviously not as invested as Baker, Nixon, and Denzel's is, hey, this is ours. I mean, we kind of made this happen, and we all understand we're all integral, 
And, you know, Denzel, obviously, always been in the area his entire life. Nick, you know, you don't see Nick heading to the bright lights of New York or to Los Angeles anytime soon. It just doesn't seem his type of speed. But could this be the type of thing between the three of them where we understand, you know, we're big here, along, of course, with Miles Garrett, certainly not to, you know, omit him by any way whatsoever. We want to keep this going. So, you know, for the sake of it, you know, if it at the end of the day, it's a little money left on the table, we really just enjoy where we are. We enjoy working with each other. We enjoy the success we're having. And this right now is the place that we all want to be. Uh, that that absolutely should be a factor. Uh, the Browns certainly hope that's a factor. Uh, the Part of the what they're doing is with everything sort of around the organization. It certainly doesn't hurt having a young head coach and a young general manager where this vibe can continue to resonate where everybody just kind of feels like they're a whole bunch of people on equal level. Well, I mean, like when they came in, they obviously, you know, took advantage of the the time off they had due to the pandemic and everything and sort of broke down a lot of walls and, and sort of encouraged those guys mm-hmm. who, who, who sort of took the baton to sort of learn more about each other, you know, gain more perspective and, and care more about each other. And I think that was successful. I think we saw that play out on, on the field last year. I think that gave them an extra little bit of an, an edge, sort of an extra little bit of uh, sort of toughness, a little bit more of a uh, the ability to sort of fight back um in some of those games where i think past and some of this is definitely absolutely a product of talent but i think there were times where you know things were looking to go south and past teams may have seen them keep going and sort of you know sort of let found the banana peel so to speak and sort of let those games get away from each other and they didn't do that and you saw that in the playoffs you saw that with uh, Baker Mayfield effectively putting his foot down against the Steelers and saying, no, we're not doing this and leading a drive that sort of put the game away. Uh, and then against the chiefs, the same thing, you saw that fight in them in that second half. Uh, but the organization has also invested in terms of trying to continue building this community. And uh, I'm going to forget this guy's name. I know his last name is Brewer, uh, but they brought in the, the sort of, this guy to sort of be a, you know, a, a not really a counselor, but sort of an ad, advocate for them as someone they could talk to that wasn't turning around. Well, at least God, I, I certainly hope that's not the case where, you know, what, what is being said to that person is kept in private and, you know, there it's, it's the Brown's way of sort of investing in these guys and their success, regardless of what they do on the field. And, you know, you start building up these sort of extras within the team that are worth maybe more, more to these players than, you know, a few dollars here or there. I absolutely think that there has to be some part of this where, whether it's, Baker, uh, Nick Chubb, and and uh, Denzel Ward are saying to each other, and maybe Miles Garrett's involved in these same things where they're going, you know, in in many ways, that, you know, as much as there are players that were here before them that they they sort of really 
kicked this thing off in a way that made them so they can be consistently successful. Um, you know, and that's why I hate when media asks questions about contract extensions because you get these very, you know, generic sort of answers that, that don't really serve anything and are sort of a trap. And, you know, when you ask them, do you want to be here? And Denzel Ward says, yeah, I'd like to, you know, spend my whole career here. What else is he going to say? You know, no, I hate Cleveland. I hope, you know, I hope, hope this place burned down and I can, I can spread salt over the earth so nothing grows back. I mean, there's th- that you're not going to sort of turn down the, the possibility that they're going to give you the best deal, even if it's not going that well right now. But I do think that there has to be some part of them where these guys are all thinking to themselves. One, especially if you're Baker Mayfield, I don't know if he's thinking this way. I, you know, there, there's two ways to sort of go about this. Peyton Manning got every dollar he could get in his NFL career. That's not wrong. It's just what he did. Tom Brady built his career. And, and part of this was, you know, based on the fact that he was married to a supermodel who could, you know, was making Buy more and sell his ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, you know, it, it, part of the thought process though, was if I take less, you know, and, and we win, then that's going to sort of carry my potential future finan- financial picture down the road that, that, you know, I will always be this guy who won a bunch of Super Bowls and that will always bring money with it in some form or fashion. And obviously Peyton Manning was, uh, you know, has, has a ton of commercials and all those things. So neither one of these guys was sort of cheated on that angle, but that's sort of the, the, the two competing thought processes Baker Mayfield may be having is, do I try to get every dollar that I can? And again, that's not the wrong choice, just a personal choice. Or do I want to sort of take less um, or, or let, be less concerned about maximizing every dollar, signing now essentially uh, to be able to keep more of these guys around me? Like if I sign early and you know, s- you know set the line for where – Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen may be starting their contract negotiations. Does that mean I'm also going to make sure that Wyatt Teller's here and he's going to keep blocking for me, for example? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's not an easy decision to make, but there, there are certainly positives with it, uh, you know, and, and how do these guys come out on it? And it's the same thing for Ward and Chubb. And obviously Chubb said, you know, for as much as he didn't say anything, he said he liked – certainty and that he he sort of suggested that the Browns offer him certainty and that's something that's important to him. So I think there's a lot of angles to this that really work in the, in the benefit of the Browns that they're working to invest in their players, both on the field and then sort of within the facility in a way that maybe other teams aren't uh, that they do have this sort of pride and feeling like they can, they have built this thing and they want to keep it going and that it's sort of, you know, it's almost like a, a Miami heat sort of setup where, you know, all those guys took a hair less money to make sure they could all play for the heat. Uh, and then there's the, 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 the issue of you just have a ton of talent and you want to be able to keep as much of it together as humanly possible. So for all those reasons, you know, I, I know the agent or whatever came out and something, something about, 
you know, the, 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 this may not get done until the early part of the season. I, I think there's every reason for all of these parties to want to get, to be motivated to get this done sooner than later to be able to, you know, go, we won, you know, won the day, get, got the deal done. Baker Mayfield gets a certainty. Denzel Ward gets a certainty. Uh, Nick Chubb, if that's the way they're going to go, gets his certainty. And now he can move on to the Wyatt Tellers. And, and to me, the guy, one guy I really hope they start talking to now in Ronnie Harrison, uh, because I think he's, he has a really good chance of being a, a, a sneaky buy low prospect, even though, you know, he's not going to be cheated by any stretch that you can keep this thing together and be really, really good for the foreseeable future. Well, if you get the opportunity where Ronnie Harrison is now playing with, you know, you know, and with this three safeties that they obviously want to run and have been preaching, um, you know, since this new regime has been here, now you start to get him to play with more players of his ilk. Um, you start to get to maybe see, you know, a little bit even more, even though, you know, in and out, you know, as Ronnie Harrison was last year, um, you know, the type of player he is and, you know, the diversity that he brings to the position and the fact that they love these, you know, six foot two, six foot three players who pack weight around 220, 225 long can do several things uh, just fits into a, you know, a perfect equation. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, these are three important factors here for this franchise going further. Um, you point to so many instances where, you know, a Nick Chubb run, um, you go to the Eagle game last year where it was a Denzel Ward interception. Um, and Baker obviously has been paramount. And, you know, if you want an example there for that one, I'll give you that one. Obviously, you know, the Bengal game on the road, losing Odell um, and shaking it all off and, you know, finding a way to win the game. Uh, with, you know, a minute and change on the clock here and excelling with a replacement player, uh, two replacement wide receivers in Donovan Peoples-Jones and Rashard Higgins. We are going to get to a little bit more here. Listener questions. Uh, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, on your latest Locked on Browns. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar lineup, well, you are missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. I've always been a fan, as you guys know. The mint brownie for me, absolutely my favorite. If you haven't tried all the flavors, I suggest you get a mix box. Two bars of all the nine flavors, 18 in total. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, they are very healthy for you and promote, obviously, solid workouts. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BillBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. RockAuto.com, family-owned business, been serving automotive needs for customers for over 30 years. So whether it is parts, starters, radiators, anything you need for your vehicle, or things as taillights, or even floor mats, or even carpeting, if you're restoring your older used vehicle, RockAuto.com has you covered. The catalog is easy to use, very simple to navigate. Uh, You search your vehicle by year, make, model, specifications to find out what they have available for your car. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all uh, all the parts available for your car or truck 
right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know the folks at Locked On here sent you. Again, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. First question we got here, Pete. What is a realistic sack total number with the additions of Jadavian Clowney, Tack McKinley, and Mr. Malay Jackson? As a team? Uh... As a team, sir, yes. Oh, around 35, I guess. Maybe, maybe, maybe closer to 40 since we have the 17th game. Um, I think it's not just because they've gotten those guys, although, you know, I, I certainly think those are good additions. But I do think. But 35, you're saying 20 sacks from everybody else because we figure Miles has got to be close to 15 himself. So 20 from everybody else? Well, again, who who's the big sack artist of that group? Yeah, but you know, you go, you figure what five a piece right there. I, I mean, I hope, I hope that we, takes you to thirty. Talk, I would, I, I would hope that uh, that we'll get to talk about thirty-five and forty sacks as a group. I mean, we had what, Miles ended up with what thirteen. Uh, and Olivier Vernon had nine and nobody else did much anything. So, I mean, those are the two best pass rushers they've had. And that's the, you know, and obviously Miles Garrett missed time. He would have gotten more, uh, if he was healthy and didn't miss, uh, games due to COVID. But, uh, you know, I, I love what they can, can do. And, and part of this, and, and I think the addition of, you know, more more coverage players from John Johnson to uh, Greg uh, Greg Newsom to Troy Hill, and and those players can certainly improve the uh, can can improve that number. Uh, but I, in the past, I've gone way too high on this, so that's where I'm at. Thirty five forty. I think you're a little light. I think you're a little light because just because I can see five from Clowney, five from McKinley. Perhaps four, you know, four or so. And that takes you right there to 29, 30. Our good friend, Russell, Pete, our good friend, Russell. And I, I guess, uh, I mean, I'll rephrase this for you a little bit, Russ. Um, if there were one Browns player to be traded prior to week one, who would that player be? Um, Who would be traded? If I actually have one. Well, I mean, there are several. They're just all backup offensive linemen. Um, I think Chris Hubbard could go. I, I think uh, you could see a Greg Sanat get traded. I, I think you're, you can't keep all of Michael Dunn, Drew Forbes, and, and Blake Hance. Um, uh, you know, you, you may keep nine linemen. There's a ton. And they can all, all of them have proven they can play. Three of them so, can easily get moved Labor Day weekend, yes. Yeah, so I mean, the, 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 that's the easy answer. The backup offensive linemen, they have guys to move. Uh, I, I could see the Browns make several trades. And they may not be, you know, maybe there's a conditional draft pick. Maybe there's a day three my picks, guy, but my guy who's not going to make the team for your guy who's not going to make the team type situation. Maybe they could get more than, than I think. Um, but, but those are the guys that stand out. But if you're trying to go, Beyond the backup offensive line, where I think they they could move uh, 
Um, players, I could see Sheldrick Redwine get moved, um, although that would be entirely for a another player uh, that's probably not going to make the team somewhere else, just giving them one last shot. I, I have a really hard time seeing him make the team. You know, Mac Wilson, uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm amazed he's on the team right this second. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are the guys that, I, I like, I don't see. Mac Wilson you hold on to right now. You're praying that somebody gets, you know, somebody gets hit with an injury bug during August and needs a linebacker that they can at least throw out there who has experience. That's where you are with Mac Wilson. I just, I, I don't see a scenario where the Browns get trade a greedy Williams. I don't see a scenario where they get. See, that, that was, that, 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 that's my guy. Just because w- where I'm going to answer this, just because we don't know about anything essentially, you know, of greedy Williams playing for this regime. Uh, if Newsom, who's looked good th- thus far comes in, lights it up. Maybe there's a scenario where somebody says we need a starting cornerback and, you know, Greedy Williams maybe could be in line for 50% of the reps and somebody says, you know, round four pick. I don't, you know, maybe he's worth a little. more than that. But we don't know if he's worth more than that to this regime. It doesn't matter. He's worth more than that by virtue of the fact that Denzel Ward misses three, four games a year. That's fair. Uh, and if That's fair. Greg Newsom twists his ankle, you know, or or doesn't come out playing like gangbusters, then then we're at a, a hello, a, Mike McKenzie. We ju- I mean, McKenzie. If, if if nothing else, last year was the 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 ultimate point of why you can't get rid of Greedy Williams. Um, that you watched, uh, you had to play a playoff game with Robert Jackson at corner. That you had to play meaningful football games with Tavier Thomas in the slot. These are guys who are kickoff and punt coverage guys who were put on the field because they had nobody else. So, no, I, I don't see them. There's a chance of that. Um, I would be stunned. I, and, again, so I, I think, you know, this is one of those answers that's trying to get me to say uh, David Njoku, and it's just not going to happen. I mean, I, I, there's no reason. The Browns love him. Uh, and they want to play a lot of two tight ends. And right now, he is your second best tight end. Down the stretch last year, he was your best tight end. Yeah, I mean, no right now, David Njoku's going anywhere. Right now, David Njoku appears to be number one. Um, it's a question of if that's going to change. And, and it would appear that Austin Hooper will get every chance to get that. Uh, um, unless, you know, something surprises because it just – you know, obviously, it was in mini camp, but they were throwing the ball to him a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Browns – and the other part of this is um, if they were to trade any of these guys, getting a – other than the, like a backup offensive lineman or something like that, draft picks don't help them. They need players. Um, they need guys who can contribute. That's really the only area of the roster where the Browns are sort of looking back. You know, I could see a scenario where – you know, they, they try to add players in, in trading rather than trading away guys. Like, you know, if they could get a veteran defensive tackle on the younger side that they like, I could see them going that route. Um, obviously, they, they, they're they not going to sign another, you know, veteran, uh, you know, along lines of Sheldon Richardson. They just would sign Sheldon Richardson again. But if they were to try to get somebody who's like in, in a Ronnie Harrison type situation, I could see where that would be of interest, but overall 
again, there's just not – this team needs more guys, not less. And the spots that are really, really competitive are going to be tough, um, tough to, to, to make work. Um, so, I mean, if you – that's – I don't see it, them treating somebody who, who is in line to play or is, is premium depth like a Greedy Williams or, or uh, any of the tight ends. Oh, the tight ends are good with you. But I'm just saying, threw a name out there. Pete, uh, you know, obviously you and the team are kicking butt um, and, you know, getting ready here, amping up here with 33 days to go. Um, but for, you know, I haven't let you do that. I probably should have let you do this. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, Pete now has the podcast through SI um, with Nicole. As you guys know, she's been on the show. Nicole, we are huge fans of. Absolutely love and adore Nicole. Fantastic. Um, but let everybody know. And it's not always just essentially just Browns. Well, I mean, nominally, it's a Browns podcast. Almost all of it is, as to this point, has been a Browns podcast. Um, I don't suspect it, it will ever really diverge too much from that, but it's not impossible that you know that, that there could be something to to discuss. She gets um, you out of your shell a little bit. She does, though. With you know, it, there could be things to discuss. Like there may be a situation where you know she has a a thought or a strong opinion on the Indians or. I don't think I don't think the Cavs are on that radar, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's they're still there's, there. They're still in Cleveland. I'm not. I'm just teasing. Guys. Well, allegedly, I'm um, a fan of a lot of bad sports teams. Trust me, I know what it's like. So I mean, yeah, it, it's fun to do. Uh, she's a bit of a diva, but we'll put up with her anyway. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, it's fun, and and she's great, and you know, she has been she's justified every reason i reached out to her in the first place and she's uh she's been great so um it is fun uh the people have seemingly been well received so far and it, it keeps growing so you know all we ask is that people who like it tell a friend um and uh if for no other reason you know you you check it out because i asked you to but you'll stay because she's there um and look nicole's fabulous um she's just a great cow and um she's cool she's easy um and you always you know in you know i hate to say it like this but you know when you hang out with nicole you talk with nicole you know in any type of platform like this it feels like you're talking with one of the guys um but she does bring a different perspective obviously you know you know for, from the free uh female lens and you know everybody oh well you know like-minded people no it's not like-minded people usually you know people who find themselves and people who are good usually associated with people who are good. It's just the way it works. Um, but if you haven't checked it out, um, you know, for Pete's sake, you know, through SI.com. And that was maybe the biggest flaw Nicole has had to this point is the first podcast name um, involving th- her. It's my fault. Name. I should have said that, that the Chatham podcast, the name I had for it was, was her idea. It would have, even though that had been a complete, if you lot. had put you put the asterisk right won. after the T, chat them up, the chat them up podcast, it would have gone better. Yeah, so it would have been. There. It, I just if I said it was my if, if I said uh, for Pete's sake was my idea, I, I, we'd be the chat them up podcast, and I would have won. Using yeah, actually, you know what? There you go. That is actually you know one hundred percent. yes, uh, you know we ran an honest campaign, so to speak, and uh, her her candidate uh, won the day. So here we are. Yeah, as far as social media goes, Nicole could have said, you know, this podcast freaking sucks, and you people would have went with that as to anything Pete would have thrown out there. So that doesn't make. Which is fine. That you know that, that that's fine. Uh, she's happy with it, so uh, we 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 endure. 
there you go. Ladies first. Always, 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 always. So uh, SI.com, uh, Browns Digest, everything, you know, Pete and the team are doing over there. Uh, Sean Stevenson, obviously, busting his butt over there. Uh, you know, everybody, Brandon Little, everybody writing, putting out great stuff. Uh, you know, podcast coming through there as well. So make sure you check everything out. You know, from Pete and his team over there, at underscore Pete Smith, as you all know. Uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open. As all you listeners know, um, best way for you guys to keep in touch and, you know, questions, ideas, thoughts here. Um, you know, once the season kicks off, obviously we go to more of a regularly scheduled platform as far as, you know, what we cover and what we're doing each day, day in, day out. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, through a follow over there. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, make sure you're subscribed or following the Locked On Browns podcast. Five-star ratings written reviews i appreciate everybody for everything um you know all guns are going all guns are blazing here as you know we head on 33 days away uh we get to here to late july and just you know start getting ready to this and getting into it with you know what is looking like you know all systems go for a magical browns 2021 nfl season this has been your daily delivery of all things lgb on the lob Let's go Browns.